Hi, welcome to House Call, our Hostel at Home podcast. Today, we're delighted to welcome Denise Johnson, who is the Deputy Lead Nurse at Aberdeen City Health and Social Care Partnership, and Sally Ann Chatter, the Admin Team Lead for the Hostel at Home team in Aberdeen City. And they're here to talk to us today about Aberdeen City's journey, where they started and where they are now. Good afternoon. We'd just like to welcome you here today to our Hostel at Home podcast. Um, today we have Sally Ann and Denise from the Aberdeen City Hostel at Home team. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hi, Connie. So we've got a few questions today. Um, so first of all, can you tell us just a bit about who you are and how you became involved in Hostel at Home? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Um, I'm Denise Johnson. I'm currently one of the Deputy Chief Nurses in Aberdeen City Health and Social Care Partnership. And I actually started the service back in 2018. Um, I was team leader. I was recruited to the post as team leader um, and developed the service from a business case that had been written a few years before I came into post. and set up the service with that that business case in mind so recruited to the team which was a small team um, and from that point on in 2018 where, when we took our first patient I've been around the hospital at home service since then but in various different roles I guess having moved from the team lead post to the post I am in now is the Deputy Chief Nurse and that is one of the services that still sits within my remit. So that's how I've become involved and still am involved with Hospital at Home. I'll let Sally Ann introduce herself and how she's been involved in Hospital at Home. Hi, I'm Sally Ann. So I'm the admin team lead um, for a few different services, one of them being Hospital at Home. But I actually started with the team in the end of 2018. Um, I was on the redeployment register and the post came up. Um, for an administrator and I just thought the whole initiative looked really really great um, and I that's how I started with the team then and I've been with the team now for a few years and still really enjoying it. Oh, that's brilliant thank you both. Now you also mentioned there about when you both started with the hostel home team can you tell us a bit about when it started in Aberdeen City how many staff you had how many you started off with mm -hmm. That'd be great. Yeah, I, I guess, um, I mean, I, I, I was in post at the end of 2017 and then the beginning of 2018 was really around recruitment. Um, and as I mentioned, the business case that I had to work with, there were clear um, posts outlined in that business case. So it was a case of starting with that really and setting up all the, the infrastructure around that, that was required to run a, a service from IT to access to labs to... Um, a staff base we didn't have anything like that so it was it, it started really with all of that at the beginning of 2018 um, and the original staffing the original resource um, for, from a workforce perspective was one advanced nurse practitioner one highly specialist physiotherapist and one highly specialist occupational therapist and we had five healthcare support workers and the admin post which Sally uh, mentioned that she was recruited into that post and we, we also had 0.5 like half-time 
pharmacy technician in, in the business case as well. So right from the outset, it was it was a multi-professional team that was um, seen to be the way forward. So we recruited to all these posts in 2018 and we started, we, we took our first patient through the service in June 2018. So, so that was kind of the, the start. And I think when when we started, we were a Monday to Friday service, eight till four Monday to Friday. So it was really limited as to what we could take in terms of the, the level of acuity of patients because we didn't have a we didn't have anyone at the weekends working. So yeah, it was it was limited as to what we could do. So we started with what we call our active recovery referral pathway, and that was patients who had been in hospital in what is now our frailty unit within Aberdeen and then they would come home from hospital under the care of hospital at home for continuing assessment and treatment so but it was really quite low level acuity because of our, our workforce and our, our hours of operation as well. Thanks very much Denise and I know that you have come a long way since then. So are you able to tell us a bit more about the service now and how you have developed? I guess we one of the big changes, I suppose, we, we although we had started with about five virtual beds and we knew we, we would gradually increase to 10 and then and, and aim for more than that, we, we were actually sitting with 10 virtual beds at the start of the pandemic and immediately increased it to five. And then um, we had a, a redesign of our whole frailty pathway within Aberdeen and um, we redesigned inpatient beds to some of them being virtual beds. So we, we've, we've progressed and we're now, we now have 25 frailty beds and five OPAT beds. And we've got five end of life care beds that we um, have in a, in one of the nursing homes in Aberdeen. So we've, we've worked with the care home to provide the nursing care, but hospital at home staff oversee the the um, medical care for, for those patients. So we have we have developed, we're, we're looking to continue to develop with, with patients other than frailty patients. So yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a work in progress, I would say. Um, I'm I'm sure Sally's got some comments to make about how it's developed in terms of how we've introduced some technology to help the workforce and to help the the service develop as well. Yeah, we we've we've come quite a long way since that since 2018. Um, I remember coming into post and we were still in the process of kind of establishing sort of multidisciplinary paperwork to use. Um, and we, uh, in our journey, we've actually implemented a new system called Morse, um, and that's sort of helped us, sort of help the team. They can use it while they're out and about in the community. Um, all of our patients, all of our patient groups now are on track here as well. So we've definitely come a long way with our systems and processes and things like that. So that's great, Sally, and it's great to see how it's developed as well. And and looking at those different patient cohorts that you are going mm -hmm. to be looking with. So through the years as well, how have you overcome any challenges in developing the service? Gosh, I'm sure there's been lots, and <laughs> um, it's, it's difficult to to pinpoint any in particular and how we've overcome them. I, I suppose 
the key ones and some of the challenges that we face at the moment uh, are continuing to expand the, the virtual bed base um, with the resource that we've got. So, so in terms of overcoming that, what we're trying to do at the moment is, is work with colleagues in the acute sector to to see if we can work across boundaries, I suppose, but across inpatient areas and, and the community to maybe perhaps do a bit of outreach with um, our consultant physicians within the the hospital in Aberdeen to see if we could expand our, our specialties within hospital at home. So other than frailty patients looking to have perhaps acute medicine and respiratory patients. So we would have different arms of or different specialties within hospital at home. Um, so so the overcoming these sorts of challenges involves a lot of networking, collaborating, um, tests of change, using a QI approach to try things out. We've got a test of change starting next week with one of our acute medical physicians um, to see if we could take an acute medical patient home following a, an initial assessment within the hospital. So, you know, we're, we're continually looking at what are the possibilities and how do we overcome any challenges to, to make that a reality and make it safe for patients and, and staff. I suppose that some of the other challenges around, and again, Sally would would probably be the best person to, to speak about this, but the, the challenges around, as she mentioned, some of the paperwork documentation record keeping because we're a multi-professional team we wanted um, everything to be you know all the documentation to be multi-professional that it was easy user-friendly and captures the information that's required so some of the challenges for the staff and the team have been around documentation I suppose but I, I, don't, I don't know if there's anything else that Sally could could comment on? Um, no, I don't think so. I think uh, sort of our paperwork has been a, a big one. And I think, you know, with Hospital at Home being quite a new sort of initiative across Scotland, we've had all of those sort of challenges that come with it, making sure it's fit for purpose, it's safe, it meets sort of guidelines. There's been lots of, you know, conversations with different people and it's, you know, there's been a lot of people sort of being able to get around that and get really involved in it, which I think is has been great for sort of like a team building as well. We're actually we've got some ongoing things at the moment with trying to look at how we can kind of prescribe medication more of an electronic way and how we can make that a little bit more efficient. So um, I think Hospital at Home always brings sort of new challenges, which I think, well, I enjoy. I really enjoy. So we've got a few going on at the moment. <laughs> That's great, Zella. And it sounds like some of those challenges bring the the kind of um, real worth to the job as well. And you, yeah. as a team, very much take a team approach and looking at how you overcome these and how you continually improve and develop the service that you are, are giving. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think so. And I think, you know, what, what you were saying about it's the opportunities that, that come with the challenges. And I think... And, you know, Sally and I we've we've been ar we've been around this for a, a few years now, and I think we always we see the challenges, we see some of the barriers that are that that are potentially uh, in front of us, but we always try to see what are the opportunities and what are the possibilities. Um, but with mm -hmm. patient safety and staff safety, we're always at the forefront of that. Um, but it's it's 
it's every day is a school day, I guess, and um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, uh, and it's it's a developing service for all of us, I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's great. And what I love as well as you mentioned right at the very beginning that you've you've always had a strong kind of HP focus yeah. in Aberdeen City. Um, can you tell us the difference that makes to the service and the patients having your HPs embedded within the hostel at home team? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I don't know if I could work in a hospital home team without the AHPs being embedded in the team now um, because we see the difference it makes. Um, the, the AHP staff themselves say it's so refreshing to work in a team where, you know, they go out, they'll see patients, they'll come back, we have a huddle with everybody there and decisions are made quickly. Um, about about what the patient's requirements are and what the next steps are and and so you know the 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 therapists themselves get satisfaction from from that but obviously it's better for patients as well because they're seen quicker the 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 decisions as i say affecting their care are made in a timely fashion so i think it's i think it's a really good um, model for not just for the patients but also for the staff working in the service yeah it sounds like because you're able to give a really holistic approach yeah. to your service and your team um, and ultimately the people that benefit from that are the patients that are, are requiring the service which is also the most important thing yeah 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 and i think as well the, the other thing is we've got healthcare support workers in our team who have a generic role so they have some um nursing skills and they have some OT and physio skills as well so they'll, they'll do sort of low level assessments um, yeah. and, and they can they can assist the physios or, or the OTs if you like so mm -hmm. it, it's and and the physios and the OTs in the team can provide training and develop competencies etc for the healthcare support workers. Okay, it works really really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've also mentioned that from the start you had occupational therapists and physiotherapists and they're still um, embedded in the team. Is there any other AHPs involved in Hostel at Home in Aberdeen City? Yeah, we, we've we've got, in addition to the OT and physio and pharmacy technician input, we've now, we've, we've increased in all of those areas, we've increased our resource, but we've also now got some dietetic input and speech and language therapy input and that that really has come about through our redesign of frailty pathway and the reallocation of monetary resource and understanding that our group of patients that we care for at the moment require these these um require input from these professions so it's great because the speech and language therapist and the dietetic input um, they will attend our our multidisciplinary team huddles, and they'll pick up patients. They'll be referred some patients through that that way as well. So they might not be at every huddle every day, but they certainly attend at least maybe once a week. But they can also be contacted out with those times. Um, but it keeps them connected, in and and um, we know that we've got that resource that we can tap into, and it's a really valuable resource. Yeah, it sounds like a fabulous resource. Yeah. Sally Ann, I know you are looking into point of care testing in Aberdeen City. Are you able to tell us a wee bit more about that? Yes, so we've actually had some really exciting meetings around that. Um, 
and we're in the process of purchasing all the necessary sort of equipment that we need. And we've had a lot of work done. We've had to have sort of, you know, things installed for it. So that's kind of all, that's all been done and we've got some items arriving. So now we'll just be looking at sort of all the training that we need to carry out and sort of the logistics of how that's going to work. But um, hopefully it should be a real big benefit to our patients that we've currently got. Yeah, yeah. And I think the key thing that that will help with Connie is at the moment we we can have blood samples delivered to our labs in Aberdeen very, very quickly and turned around within a couple of hours to help with quick clinical decision making. But in the out of hours period, so we're, we're hoping to extend our operational hours to 10 o'clock at night and that's going to be on a trial basis initially. But without that um, facility to turn the bloods around quickly, the POCT will help us to do to do that, to help to give us information that we need to make decisions about some of our patients later on in the day um, and, and the out of hours period. Uh, that's brilliant. So another, yeah. another test or another piece of equipment that's really going to have an impact on, yeah. on your patient care. Yeah, and it really, one of the pieces of equipment will allow us to do blood gases as well because look into the future where we're hoping to have respiratory hospital at home patients um, that may well be something that will be required so we're thinking ahead we're kind of future proofing the equipment that we've got by ordering the particular equipment that will allow us to, to analyse those type of bloods as well. Great and support another type of patient cohort sounds yep. fantastic. Yep. And I know that you are kind of continuing developing and striving and looking for new patient cohorts as well and how you can impact them. Can you tell us about the next steps and aspirations for the service going forward? Um, I suppose our main aim is to expand our virtual bed base that will ensure patients are are cared for in the most appropriate environment, which hopefully would be their own home if it was safe to do so. Um, but also the impact that that will have on, on front door services in the, in the acute hospital, because um, we all know the challenges there. But we also all know the, the challenges of um, conveying people to hospital with, you know, from the ambulance service and and how all the services are stretched. So if we could, if we could expand what we can do, if we can expand our capacity and and have more patients cared for in hospital at home, then it's got to be better for patients and for the wider system. One of the things that we're, we've been working on is. Um, in collaboration with the Scottish Ambulance Service, we've got advanced paramedics from the from the Scottish Ambulance Service working in our team, filling one of our vacancies on a rotational basis. So we've got um, a variety of advanced paramedic practitioners who will rotate through um, to cover a, a whole time equivalent post at the moment. And what that does is it develops their skills in a different context, but it also it also um, allows them to understand what can be managed in, in a hospital at home service. So if they are called out when they're in their crews, when they're in their, their vehicles and they're called out to a patient, if they know that that patient doesn't have to be conveyed to hospital, but might be more appropriate for hospital at home, they could refer directly to us. So that's another another change that we've uh, implemented and we're continuing to work with and we're now trying to connect that in through the 
the FNC, the Flow Navigation Centre in, in Aberdeen as well. And we're also working with them, the ambulance service and care homes to directly refer in to hospital at home. So I guess we've got a few aspirations. So they, they are to um, continue collaborating with SAS and the FNC to expand our virtual bed base, to develop um, other clinical specialties in, in our virtual bed base, predominantly with acute medicine and respiratory. So there's a lot happening, but again, and Sally again will be able to see about what our plans are for maximising some of our digital work as well, with Morse, for example, and you know remote monitoring. Yeah, yeah, we're we're actually um, about to head in to do some work just to um, get our digital systems to sort of make things better for our staff, just to make things a little bit easier um, to help with that efficiency, especially with our sort of our expansion plans. Um, so we're about to head into that and we're going to be doing some work with some of the staff. So that's that's quite exciting. That's great. It sounds like some really good things ahead in Aberdeen City. So thank you both so much for your time. And it's great to hear how the service has started and how that has developed and expanded and how you are continuing to do that as well. Um, so thank you so much for your time and for chatting to us here about your service. Thanks for, thanks for having us, Connie, and it's been great to have the opportunity to share with you the, the work that we have been doing, and um, hopefully things will continue to develop for us in Aberdeen City Hospital well, we'll Home. Look, we look forward <laughs> to seeing that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank thanks. you. Thank you for joining us today and listening to Denise and Sally-Ann, and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode. Thank you.